Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Titans, Season 1, Episode 11. Uh, Dick Grayson. Dick takes a dark journey back to Gotham. This episode was not what I was expecting, but, um, whoa. By now, you should have already watched Titans, Season 1, Episode 11, and the post credit sequence. Um, but I think I've... I guess this is how most universes start originally, and it's from a television show or a cartoon. But I think they... DC is successfully rebranding, refranchising all of these superheroes very successfully. Um through the Titans um, television show. I love the portrayal of Batman in the post-credit sequence we have with uh, Superman, and I guess that's a super dog or whatever, I think crypto dog or what. I don't remember exactly what the dog's name is in that timeline, but, um, or I, I have not read those comics. Um, but yeah, I love the way that these, uh, these storylines are kind of flipped on the narratives are flipped on his head it seems that like that dc is more willing to take more chances with this uh this kind of darker noir batman versus uh versus like the Zack snyder one or the christopher nolan one it seems very different in the way that it's shot and uh approached from a narrative standpoint i love being able to walk kind of in and out of all of these worlds and narratives kind of at a third third party point of view because normally when we're in a superman movie we're in a batman movie we're always we're normally with those characters generally the majority of the time but since we are with the titans in this show we're able to go in and out of the narrative storylines of batman and robin and you know uh, hell, we have uh, Dove and Hawk and all these other, you know, Doom Patrol and Squad and uh, Night Nighthawk or Nightwing, whatever the hell. Just all of these different storylines over the past um, season have been so uh, so much fun. Just learning about, I, I guess, because um, I myself have not read tons and tons of comics or even um, you know even seen too many on the big screen, but. Um, most of all my comic book knowledge and everything is, you know, from, uh, mostly, um, recent television and movies, superhero movies, comic book movies that have come over the past 20, 30 years. And, uh, and of course the early Supermans as of course, um, and, uh, classics, uh, the bat, the, the Tim Burton and, uh, Joel Schumacher, uh, Schumacher, Batman's. It's just there's been so many different types of interpretations of these types of comics. I really enjoy how Titans is approaching this this um this series. It feels very unique and original. Um overall, um I could see that they were trying to curve their budget on this one, I would say. They they took out Gar. They don't have they didn't have the tiger essentially the entire entire time. Starfire does hardly any ma any of her power until the very end. Um, 
I wasn't terribly blown away by the Batman sequence when he's first introduced. Um, I was looking for a better sequence of a better fighting sequence than what we got. I think episode five, six, or seven, or something like that. I don't remember which one that had a really dope one, but I think Nightwing's sequence throughout the whole season was probably the most impressive when he was taking out all of the cops. Um, but from uh, the, the, I'd say the action was so it was slightly better than Christopher Nolan's action generally. Um, like the fighting choreography, because it's it's nearly impossible to see in the dark, the Dark Knights, um, um, choreography and a lot of the fighting. Um, this was slightly better than that, but it still wasn't much better than. Um, it still was not as impressive as some of the other, um, episodes that we've got even within this own season. Um, I really enjoyed seeing, uh, Dick Grayson kind of, uh relive this this is probably his fantasy it's it's having a having a boy with um i think her name's dove or i don't remember her real name um let me see if i can get her real name but and um dawn sorry um granger uh I, I i really like her character but i felt like she was underused she was only really as that character was kind of only a crutch for uh, Hank Hall's character and Dick Grayson's character and I didn't feel like she really kind of had her own agency like a lot of the time it was kind of like her being bounced in between but she in in this scenario in this narrative she is Dick Grayson's uh, person of interest uh, you know his his wife I think I think they're married in this and they have a little boy um and uh, Gar and Rachel are in this alternative dimension that is all happening within the mind of Dick Grayson. And uh, at the end of the last episode, we see Dick Grayson jump into this like alternative d dimension, and it's all being run by Tegan's Tegan Croft's sorry uh, Rachel Roth's um, father. Um, um, I think his name is. Captain Frank, Trey. Yeah. Oh, oh. He's Captain Frank in the final. Uh, in he in the alternate dimension. His um, the actor's name is Seamus Deaver, who plays Captain Frank, Feeney, um, or Trigon, which is his real name in the real world. Um, but um, I was trying to figure out where Tegan Croft's. Uh, sorry, I keep saying Tegan Croft. It's Raven's father was in the second secondary dimension and he kind of took over the Jim Gordon role I mean this entire secondary dimension I wasn't sure if I was going to buy it the first 20 minutes I was like this is a lot of setup for I don't know if something that's going to really pay off but I felt like it really made sense toward the end once it came down to um, how well executed the the negative portrayal of Batman killing the Joker and then um, almost killing the Joker at the beginning and then actually killing the Joker in the hospital. And then we go through this uh, this elaborate setup of uh, Batman doing all these kills in a uh, Arkham Asylum. And uh, that, I mean, that was all really cool, uh, nicely shot. But I mean, we don't see him actually doing any of that. 
So when it comes down to the SWAT team coming in, and it's almost like a Bad Boys 2 kind of scenario. Everyone's, uh, you know, got the SWAT team stuff on, and it's, it's, you know, going to get the guy. But it's almost paint by the numbers when it comes down to one of these uh, these types of action, hard-boiled, cop, detective-type shows. Uh, or I like there's many movies there's many shows where you see you know the SWAT team getting ready to get hyped to go get this entity get this person get this something or another that's requiring a big SWAT team in this case it's Batman um sometimes it's like something like the Predator or something like that but then all of a sudden you see you know on, on the GPS everyone getting taken off you know the dots being removed one by one by one and you're like oh my gosh and you know it just seems I feel like there's a lot of tropes that they kind of relied on in this um, once it came down to the very end. And I was like, okay, I guess we're not ever going to get to hear or see Batman in the real world or the dimension or the secondary dimension that is um, created. Um, and it didn't necessarily bother me. I, I, I think they I, they did it well enough that it didn't, it didn't necessarily bother me. But I could see it bothering some people. Um, so... It kind of made sense um, why Robin would kill Batman in the secondary scenario. It doesn't really um, jive. I, I don't understand why in the real world, uh, Trigon's like, oh, he made the worst decision. I gave him all these decisions. It's like, no, you didn't. He fucking... Batman was a lunatic in the secondary uh this secondary dimension. It's like, you didn't give him a choice at all. You pushed him into a corner and he... You forced him to essentially, you know, make the move. I mean, I guess Robin didn't have to, you know, uh, take Batman out. But, I mean, the guy was being crushed by a, a cement block. And I think he was pretty much close to dead. And he was, uh, you know, it, it, all of that all of that doesn't seem like it should correlate to Robin, Dick Grayson being uh, uh, a bad guy, being taken over by the bad entity, and then leaving us on that sort of cliffhanger. Um I was like, I don't know about all that, but um, I did like the editing. How it uh, was, sh it shifted from the um, the Bat Cave where everyone was um, fighting, which I thought looked really cool and slick for the budget they have. I don't know what kind of budget they had on on this, but they they did a, they did a good job leaving most of it toward the second half of the uh, of the season finale. So, um. I'm really excited for season two. I don't really know much more I can say than that because I I felt like we got a pretty good in-depth wrap-up on most of these episodes. Um, I'm not sure if every one of the characters was properly served at the very end of this season. Like, I don't feel like Raven and um, Starfire and... Uh, and pretty much in Beast Boy, Gar, I don't think any of these characters, are, they're not really established as heroes at all. They're not really, they're barely established as a team. Um, it really does feel like this is kind of like the mid-season finale. Um, and I think that's that's kind of how I'm leaving it. Like, I'm... I really enjoyed the season, but I wasn't left at the very end of the season like, holy shit. Like, I'm more like, damn, that was a lot. I'm more like, a, like, damn, that was a lot of fun. It was unexpected. 
but I think they had some of the strongest episodes in the middle. And if you have some of the strongest episodes in the middle, it's hard to be like, oh, shit, this last episode just slapped me upside my face. And I understand, you know, some people that are like, holy shit, dude, I don't understand how you're not feeling this episode. And I absolutely do. I just felt like a couple of the episodes before this were shot, edited, directed. Um, they were just more complete packages. And I kind of feel... Um, this is more of a part one of two parts. So um, that's that's kind of my feeling right now. And it's not like I'm leaving them like in a bad place or anything like that. Like I really enjoy this. I, I really enjoy the season. And I think the majority of the acting and the, the, uh, the things that I wasn't so hot on toward the beginning of the season only only got better. So... Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Check out the other podcasts we have. TV, movies, all all the types of podcasts we got. I mean, we're covering everything from video games to um, TV, movies, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO. Doing all of them. There's the Golden Globes that has happened a couple weeks ago. The Oscars, the Emmys, all that. Check them out. We're going to be covering a lot of those television shows. We actually already have. Um, Check out Homecoming. I know that was nominated for uh, a couple Golden Golden Globes. And um, I know Bohemian Rhapsody won uh, Best Drama, I believe. Um, That was really unexpected. We did a review on that, um, on Rami Malek's performance. And that's really who we were there for. He's... Rami Malek is one of my favorite uh, actors. So I was like, I got to check this guy out. I got to see what is... Freddie Mercury impressions like but um thank you for listening Lucky Dog Podcast let us know how we're doing rate, share, subscribe Lucky Dog Podcast check us out thank you take it easy